The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. We're live from the Dish Professionals. Call the 801-424-DISH. That's 801-424-DISH. Get signed up during the show today. Ryan's going to give you an extra $100 back. Put it right back into your pocket. Not to mention uh, Dish Network, which uh, you and I both uh, love. Indeed. Just the thing about coming here, you and I are both customers. Yeah, it's easy. So we've experienced it, you know? It's good. I, you know, talking to Ryan, uh, he's here. He knows what you want to see. He knows the, the packages that include the, the games that you want to see. and uh, Especially from a, from a sports fan's point of view, yeah. you know, he gets that. So it's, it's good. All right, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, Smart Rain Best of uh, State Award winner is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demonstration today. Uh, joining us now, you can hear him on Sirius XM Radio covering the Pac-12, our good friend Sean O'Connell. What's up, OC? Jake, Gordon, what's going on? Anything new? Sean, you, you've got to know the conversation we had before you came on. Jake asked uh, Austin and me if we would be, would we get in the cage with you if we were to be rewarded with a million dollars and Jake immediately said he would. Austin said he would, and I said no way because there's why not? Because you're a great fighter. I, I, I would. I'm not sure what I would do with the million dollars if, if, like I said, my my brain bounced off the side of my skull. Well, I guess the urgency for Gordon, who's already got tens of millions, to get another million is not <laughs> exactly nearly so sincere as Jake's willingness. Look. It's a controlled environment in there, Gordon. You got a referee, so the worst thing that happens is you take a little nap, right? You take a nap for free before. I take a long nap because, Sean, I've seen you fight, man. I've seen you fight. I don't want any part of that. That is a great line. You've taken a nap for free before. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line. Oh, man. Well, OC, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, it's an interesting day in Ute world. Charlie Brewer chooses to move on. On. What uh, what are your initial thoughts? Man, it's it's kind of crazy to me, right? Um, on one front, you wonder if this is a representation of kind of where we are as a sports culture now with the instant gratification and the one wanting to overcome adversity and all those things. And then when you try to be a little bit more understanding of Charlie Brewer's situation, he's a guy who, uh, if he plays you know two more games for Utah – can't play again and if you're going to be a backup then it's not the experience that you want as someone who started multiple games now at several schools so for him uh it felt like an executive decision to say look i i want to play another full season of football i'm going to uh call this a day while i still have the the new red shirt rule in my favor 
And, you know, this allows him an opportunity to be a starter elsewhere for one more year because I don't think Charlie Brewer's got a, a great chance of being a pro quarterback, but even if that's not his future, college sports are a special thing, and they that window is only open for so long. So I, I don't begrudge people for trying to keep it open as long as they possibly can, especially with name, image, and likeness being a reality now for these individuals. Oh, see, Jake and I were talking about this earlier uh, regarding – uh, what happened to Charlie Brewer? I mean, he didn't look particularly good in, in, in the three games he played. He started, uh, but he threw for 9,700 yards at Baylor. He threw like three times as many touchdowns as he did interceptions there. What happened to Utah? He didn't suddenly lose his talent. What do you think's going on? Well, look, part of the reason why he left Baylor was because the talent around him at Baylor uh, was diminished, right? right. So you, uh-huh. you get out into the transfer portal and you say, where's a place where things look promising? University of Utah has established themselves as one of those places where you can go, and if you are a quality quarterback, you can have success. You've got typically a physical offensive line in front of you. That has not proved to be the case this year. You've got a powerful running game that takes pressure off of you when it comes to the the box counts and the you know defenses that you're looking at. Um, so it's a respectable program. I think you called it earlier, Gordon, a proud program. There's no reason why you wouldn't want to go to a place like Utah and potentially contend for a conference championship and in an outlier year, perhaps even more than that, if you believe – that you can be the difference. And, of course, as a starting quarterback, you always believe you are the difference, right? Like all these guys have at least the appropriate amount of ego if they're Division One, Power 5 starters. And, and look, he, he came into a situation where maybe he wasn't as good as Utah wanted him to be, but Utah wasn't as good as he wanted them to be either. Yeah. The offensive line situation for the University of Utah in these first three games, even against Weber State, has been far from ideal. He got pressured a lot more. That diminished his performance. That probably diminished his teammates' view of him, his coaches' view of him, to the point where they had to bench him. These are symbiotic relationships, right? No man is an island, and certainly no quarterback is an island. So was Charlie Brewer at fault for some of uh, the lowered expectations? Sure. But so was that offensive line. So was a wide receiving group that couldn't appear to get open, at least in the BYU game. And, uh, you know, it's just – it's a tough go because we're all looking for someone to blame, pointing a finger. It's just – this is one of those situations. It's like a relationship that didn't work out. Utah and Charlie Brewer, not meant to be a couple at the end of the day. Oh, see, I think, I think you're right on the money. Gordon and I were talking about you know, those offensive line issues, and there's no doubt. I mean, if you're watching the game, you're seeing it. There, there is pressure on the quarterback, and it might simply be that Cameron Rising's game and his mobility is a little bit more suited to overcoming that weakness than Charlie Brewer, who has never really been that guy, right? He, he's going to stand back there and try to make the throws. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where the receivers weren't quite up to snuff and the, the O-line – couldn't give him the time he needed to be the player that he was at Baylor. Yeah, and again, it's tough because you don't want to say, well, the O-line's the only problem. Because if the O-line's the only problem, why was Cam Rising able to come in with a quarter and a half and then some overtime uh, and and galvanize this offense in a way that we didn't see Charlie Brewer do it? 
why was Cam Rising able to get the ball to a wide receiver core that had been like either not open or woefully neglected by the quarterback's eyes in at least one and a half games in the early part of this Utah schedule? It and it's all it all works together. That that's the difference between offense and defense. On defense, one guy does a great job. You're talking about wow, that was an amazing play. One guy gets past his man and gets a sack. It's an amazing play. One guy reads the the quarterback's eyes perfectly, gets in front of a pass, picks it off, takes it back to the house. That's a great play. It only takes one for a defense to be great. Obviously, the percentages go up if 10 of the 11 or all 11 are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But on offense, you need at least nine guys to be playing perfectly for the offense to go. You need 11 guys to be doing it right most of the time for an entire game plan to look good. That's the difference between offense and defense. And, you know, the quarterback ends up being the one who gets all the credit when things are going well. He gets all the blame when things are going poorly. Charlie Brewer decided that, you know what, they don't want to be in the Charlie Brewer business. I don't want to be in the huge business. And then he's off. It stinks. But what we're really lamenting here is a backup quarterback transferring out of the program. So I, I don't, fully understand the angst because he's been benched and Cam Rising was going to be the starter moving forward. This diminishes the depth of your quarterback room, but he was your backup moving forward. Let me uh, circle back on on uh, OC, what you were talking about with Charlie Brewer and the, the relationship between the fans and what the reaction should be. You were a college athlete. I mean, these are college kids, right? I mean, do you think that sometimes the uh, the public reacts too harshly? Not sometimes, all the time. And, and look, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, where you see someone having a bad game and you say, oh, my gosh, that guy stinks. You see someone, a quarterback, throw a couple of interceptions, you say, oh, terrible player. Don't like him, don't want him. Jets fans are doing that right now with Zach Wilson, right? Well, y- you have to as a fan of every sport, and especially college football, where they are college kids. And the the beauty of this game is the swings and momentum and is the mistakes that sometimes your team makes, but hopefully most of the time your team capitalizes on. That's why college football for me is more fun to watch than the NFL. But our, our fan reactions and overreaction are always too strong, right? Utah right now, it's all doom and gloom. They're a one-and-two team with losses to an old Mountain West foe and their in-state rival who hadn't beat them in 12 years. It feels like the end of the world for a lot of Utah fans. But if they can put things together and they can win seven or eight of their nine conference games, we're going to look back on this and say, you know what, it was a decent season that helped them develop into a championship contender in 2022, potentially. So it's always a violent reaction. It's always an overreaction. And when you direct it, at someone who's between the ages of 17 and 22 as a fan, you're almost always in the wrong. OC, I want to ask you about the defense because you were certainly right about the quarterback and we get focused on the offense and all of that so much. And uh, Gordon and I were, were chatting a little bit the other day about whether or not the defense has been where we typically expect a, a Utah defense to be. What do you think about that? Well, the answer to that is definitively no, right? I mean, they've got – They've got a guy in Devin Lloyd who's going to be uh, a probably a high-round draft pick, a, a big-time NFL football player. Uh, I don't think that – I mean, Clark Phillips is probably going to be that. JT Broughton, who's now injured, has an opportunity. 
Your safety play isn't what we're accustomed to at the University of Utah. I think Nephi Sewell has actually been kind of a revelation. His speed as a converted safety uh, is a perfect complement to, to Devin Lloyd. But we always, always, always talk about the defensive front at the University of Utah being formidable and being something that, you know, you can money in the bank count on them to be hard to run against. Well, Vianney Moala, who's now out for the season, Hawati Pututau, who's now a second-string guy, have not lived up to the expectations uh, that are, are probably unrealistic every year for uh, a Utah defensive line. Mika Tafua has gotten to the quarterback, I think, once so far in three games. Right, He's not winning his battle every time. Uh, I think X Carlton and Van Fillinger are both doing pretty well, but those are incredibly young players who still have two seasons of growth before we see what their potential really is. So, so definitely this Utah defense is not up to the level of expectation that we got spoiled on when you had Bradley and I rushing the passer or, you know, Hunter Dimmick rushing the passer and you had Lota Lalay anchoring the interior of the line and you had, you know, Chase Hansen and Jared Norris and Gianni Paul and all those guys playing in front of a defensive backfield that just two years ago sent the entirety of itself basically to the NFL, at least to make practice squads. So the defense, we always give them the benefit of the doubt, and we always believe that a Utah defense is going to be the strength of the team. And I think that's comparatively still true. But if the offense was playing up to par, then we'd be, we'd be wringing our hands about the defense because they were getting pushed around by both San Diego State and BYU at times, especially BYU. And yet Kyle Whittingham said uh, this last week, I guess he said it yesterday, uh, that the team has more talent than it is showing. And and so my question for you, O.C., is if you were a betting man, do you think they're going to turn this around in conference? Do you think they have a chance to uh, rise up and get where they they thought they could get this season? Well, they, they certainly have a chance to do that. Uh, I don't know about the betting man putting smart money behind it because, look, we, we, we have a reason to believe that this is a more talented Utah roster than uh, maybe five years ago. But this group of players, collectively and sometimes as individuals, have not given us reason to believe that they're going to live up to their potential, right? One of the, what, what are the big gripes that I have as a, an athlete who was under-talented and relied on – work ethic and focus and things like that, just to squeeze every little bit of potential out of my own athletic career, especially in fighting. I get really upset about when people talk about being more talented as being better, right? Mm -hmm. The best Utah football team that we've ever seen is a debate between the Fiesta Bowl team and the Sugar Bowl team. Neither of those were the most talented Utah football teams that we saw. That distinction belongs to the squad just a couple years ago that lost to Oregon in a Pac-12 championship game because of lack of effort, lack of focus, total underperformance in that championship game, and then went and laid an egg in a bowl game as well, right? That was a group that was more talented than this year's group, than all those years before, but didn't live up to their full potential because potential is a curse word in sports. Talent, in some ways, unrealized talent at least, is a curse word in sports. Don't tell me how talented you are. I don't care. Once you're on the roster and we've recruited the talent, now I want to know, are you developing? 
are you working hard? Do you have the same chip on your shoulder that Eric Weddle had? Do you have the same chip on your shoulder that Jared Norris had? Do you have the same chip on your shoulder that Gianni Paul had because he was an undersized linebacker who didn't get defensive player of the year honors like he deserved? I don't want to hear about the talent anymore and about the fact that they're getting better players than they ever did before. Utah was at its best when they took under-recruited players who everyone else overlooked and developed them into monsters. Give me that. That's what I would believe, and that's what I would say is the kind of team that can turn this thing around. I'm not positive that that's what they have this year. So, Sean, specifically in your case, you said chip on the shoulder. How did you become a great fighter? I mean, how did you use that chip on your shoulder to become what you became? Well, a lot of dumb, cliche stuff, if I'm being honest, Gordon. I, th- I knew that I had limitations uh, in my grappling acumen. So I worked on that weakness until it wasn't such a weakness anymore. Going into my championship run, uh, we saw something on social media where my opponent was doing 10-minute rounds instead of the five-minute competitive rounds. He was training for 10-minute rounds. So like some dumb thing out of a Rocky movie, I turned my clock up to 11 minutes and said, well, I know that I'm banking more time than he is. And sometimes that's just a mental advantage that you need. When you're getting tired and you feel like you're exhausted and you're losing the individual battles, right? Like when Utah is getting pushed around by a BYU offensive line that has not been able to do that in more than a decade, it's not because BYU was stronger. It's not because BYU was more talented. It's because BYU was trying harder and believed that their effort was actually going to translate to a victory. And for some reason, there was a disconnect, at least for that game and maybe for at least three-quarters of the San Diego State game between Utah's talent and its realization that you have to perform and that your effort has to be there. This is a coaching staff that knows how to prepare people. I'm not telling Kyle Whittingham or his staff or anybody how to do their jobs. For players, you need to acknowledge that, guess what? You're not quite as good as you thought you were. You're not getting to the quarterback as many times in the game as people said in the preseason you would. You're not living up to your preseason all-conference status or whatever else. And the only person who can fix that is you. Maybe the players-only meeting fix that. Maybe the mentality has changed because now they get to be the underdogs a little bit again. It might be necessary for a Kyle Whittingham coach team to have that it's us against the world, no one believes in us kind of thing. You're getting better players who have a harder time connecting to that nobody believes in me Everybody overlooked me. I should be playing, you know, at USC or whatever. Now you're winning recruiting battles against Ohio State. Clark Phillips doesn't get to play the, at least in, in good stead, doesn't get to, re- to play the no one believes in me card. But he's still connected with his work ethic, and he's still connected with whatever chip on his shoulder, whatever makes that motor go for him. You need everybody to be that way. OC, you are the best, sir. Thank you very much for jumping on. Uh, just one last thing for the record. Austin would last longer than either of you would if we ever oh, did yeah, that. Yeah. All three oh, of you yeah. in the cage. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. For, for some of the reasons that you already talked about right there. Austin you know? has a sturdy jaw. And, he, and he's got the, well, kind of a bulldog uh, to yeah, him. But we're know? talking yeah, like look, a quarter of a second, guys. <laughs> Gordon, Gordon, he arrived decades ago, right? He made it in life. Jake rode Gordon's coattails, and now he can also say he made it in life. But Austin, he's still hungry. 
He's got that hunger. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he's got, got that hunger. Joke. It's it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thank you very very much. We Good appreciate stuff, you. Sean. Good stuff. All right, take it easy, fellas. See you, buddy. That's our friend Sean O'Connell, uh, Sirius XM Radio. He's a pretty talented guy, isn't he? Oh, OC's amazing. Sean, uh, you know, I know he hears this all the time, but he's he's the Renaissance man. He's he's incredibly smart. He he talks down his athleticism, but to achieve what he achieved yeah. in uh, in mixed martial arts and the level that he achieved it, I mean, you have to be. A, have I to saw be the a, man a pretty, fight. Have yeah, you ever pretty, see him fight? Yeah, most, holy a, cow! A bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah he. He he was you know he he really lived up to what he just described that right. the youths have to be yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah just a just a great human so thanks to uh, to OC for jumping on with us and did uh, give us a, a real kind of player perspective about how the youth players need to you know galvanize and uh, still have something to play for which is something Cole Fotheringham told us on. Uh, on Monday, you know, that they've got that, the conference season is still out there and they can, uh, they still absolutely have something to play for. It's just the hard part about it is, and this is the, the competing ideals, right? You know, the Utes lost an on-conference game for the first time in over a decade and then lost another one. Yeah. That's, that's a blow to the, um, I guess, myth of who you are, right? Or, or got the, beat by an independent and by a Mountain West team. Right. And so now you're not feeling so so uh, invincible. That's the word I'm looking for. You know I what thought, I mean? And, yeah. and so you've got to figure out a way to, to tape it back together and maybe do something different. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting that, uh, that Sean brought up some, uh, some weaknesses that even emerged in that, uh, in that uh, Weber State game, you know? Right. So big thanks to OC for jumping on with us. Uh, he's the best. 801-424-ish at least, is the number to call. At least the Utes didn't lose to an FCS team. 801-424-ish. No, that was Arizona this week. <laughs> and uh, Washington week one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ryan's with us once again. And uh, I. this is my challenge for Gordon, okay? Okay. So you've got the uh, the sports bar mode uh, where you can watch multiple games. What, uh, four games at four once? Four games, yeah. Uh, Gordon, let's just let's dial it to two. If you if you had Utah game on one screen, BYU game on the other screen, one computer in front of you with the left hand, one computer in front of you with the right, could you write two columns at once? <laughs> That's a really interesting uh, question. Uh, I think I could. Do you? Well, that would be I, something. Might, might get wow. a little mixed up. I know. <laughs> Utah had a great second quarter. Jaron Hall really played well. Yeah, right. Yeah, I might. Uh, I might get some stuff mixed up, but uh, I may try that. Sometime. All right. Yeah. Sports bar mode, and then multiple columns at once. Yeah. You're my hero if you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that a whirl one of these times. The sports bar mode is really cool, and we can talk of a number of dish features that make watching. Well, football in particular, uh, awesome. But that is one of them. It's so cool for a college football Saturday yeah. where you got games going on all over the place, and you can just be where the action is at, the, at, at all times. You know, it's uh, it's super cool. Dish is just always innovating, and they're adding things. And, uh, you know, we got a sneak peek at some of the new stuff that's uh, coming down the pipeline. And, and what's more exciting is it's uh, available for all existing customers. So um, they've got uh, – you know, just a 
all the competitors on their heels right now. There is not a receiver that remotely touches what uh, Dish's system can do with the auto-hopping commercials. Um, you know, whoever think that there would be a provider out there that does that, that just automatically skip the commercials. And you've got uh, remote, uh, remote locators and all sorts of cool little gadgets just to make your life easier and find the games. How does that work, Ryan, for existing customers when new technology comes down that pike? How, how uh, can they switch uh, switch the equipment, or how does it work? They just uh, with a lot of the stuff is just upgraded in, in the in the software. So uh-huh. the the hopper is pretty impressive. The what they put in it, and so a lot of times that's that's what mostly it is. Sometimes there is some hardware, and at that point they just uh, call us. That's what we mm-hmm. do, and we can help them with the, with upgrading. There's a lot of customers that are on the old PVRs or the old old uh, VIP receivers that still should call us and take advantage of the upgrades and um, get the new equipment that has so much more potential. But, I mean, currently the uh, the system is crushing everybody else, and we want to make sure we get the get – uh, the best price in everybody's hands and getting the best offer and help them watch football. You know, that's one of the things about customers going through you guys here at Dish Pros is that you got you got a partner. You got somebody you can call. That's cool, and and yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Jake, you've taken advantage of that a bunch time. of times. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the, like the premier retailer, which was what we are with Dish is we're the premier retailer. So, if they don't have a storefront or a showroom, that's not what Dish offers, and so uh, that's what we are. And as you come into our uh, our office in, on 80th South and State, you can you know get a full Dish experience, see the home automation, the cameras on the wall, see how that works, how it's integrated. And so if somebody rings your doorbell, it appears on your TV. Um, see how the hopper automatically skips commercials. You can see the voice remote and all the cool things that it does. So you invite people to come in, and if they want a refresher on something, someone will oh, yeah. help them? Yeah, yeah and that's, that's truly our goal is we want people to come to our office. I really enjoy it. It's fun to have people come in, and um, we can demonstrate this system and show them how much faster and easier it is you know, than their competitors out there. You've got an older uh, – the other satellite company. You've got an older receiver from them or a receiver from them, period. It doesn't even compare – um, to what Dish offers, and and uh, that's where we get a lot of smiles and people are happy. 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH, and if you get signed up during the show today, on top of the uh, other great incentives, of course, an extra $100 back. $100 back, two-year promotion, two-year price guarantee. Get a Google Nest uh, Wi-Fi router, and, uh, yeah, you get to watch the games. Jake's buying Long John's with his with $100. Get an autographed uh, mm-hmm. A little check from me from ryan for 100 bucks <laughs> 801-424-dish call now 801-424-dish thanks ryan thank you more next 97.5 and 1280 the zone it's game week for the youths and the zone sports network is getting you ready for kickoff hey, hey. the youths open up pack 12 play as they welcome in washington state for an early start listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the youth pregame show saturday at 10 30 with the postgame show immediately following the game on the zone sports network ah! from monday morning to the postgame press conference Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update. Here's defensive back D'Angelo Mandel. He was asked about the team's mentality when a teammate is ruled out with an injury. Honestly, it's, it's football. Things are going to happen, and that's the good thing about having everyone in our room that can play, because I don't know if you guys know, but G talk about all the time. Every dude in our room has had experience playing and can play, so if a guy goes down, we have some guy that can step in and play. It doesn't really affect me too much, because I know that we're going to do our jobs and be ready to play. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders, whether it's the classic, Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or a killer breakfast burrito. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 inside the Tippinogas Harley-Davidson. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Utes kick off Pac-12 play with a battle against the Washington State Cougars. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. This is a great breakup song. Who requested this one, Austin? John English wanted this yeah. one. You know, this isn't this whole album by Pink basically about uh, breaking up with her husband? I, yeah. I think I brought this up with you guys before, but if you know they reconciled, right? She and her husband reconciled after this album or whatever. And this is like one of her most popular songs ever, if not her most popular song ever. So do you think he hates it? Because she has to play it all the time. Do you yeah, think he yeah. hates it? Every I'm time sure he hears he it, he's no, like, no, no. When you say reconcile, did they get back together completely? I mean, Isn't that what reconcile means? I yeah. don't know. Maybe. Yeah. He had done some things that uh, anyone would understand if she were to leave him permanently. He rectified those and corrected them, and they're happily ever happy. Yeah, right, right. So in other but words, whole... it, just, it just underscores his mistake. Yes. See, but yeah, that song, the, the whole theme of it is, is screw you. <laughs> I'm still a rock star, so you're the one losing on this whole thing because I've got my rock moves and all that stuff. So, in other words, uh, sometimes when you make a mistake, it lives on in infamy. When you're married to Pink, yeah. <laughs> could she? Has she tried to write something that would reflect the re- reconciliation? I'm sure, but it's not nearly as big a hit as that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, that, oh, that, that, but that's because. People are like you in Austin. They like uh, they like the negative. They they like uh, they glom on to the juicy it's, sort of. It's actually because so what the song you just heard is a real banger. The one she wrote about the reconciliation is some fluffy, floofy, romantic thing yeah, with right. a bongo drum that nobody know. even wants to listen to. Yeah, exactly. A bongo. Uh, hey, I've got a story for you, real quick here. All right. All right. Uh, so did you see the news that the Pac-12 has uh, an official airline of the yes, Pac-12? Did, I did, did see you that. See that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, I don't know if you saw this, but I it's did. it's Allegiant Airlines. 
who I've never had the pleasure, honestly. I have not either. Uh, I've, I've never had the pleasure. I know what people looking for cheap flights have. Uh, but it, there's there's one issue. Allegiant doesn't fly to either Salt Lake or Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the airline uh, does not fly to two of the two of the twelve markets. And by the way, Seattle and Salt Lake are not like you know like there's Bozeman international and, uh, airports there in <laughs> yeah, not Bozeman and Elko. Doesn't Allegiant fly into Provo? I don't know. Does do it? they? They do in Provo. Yeah, yeah. Is the University of Utah located in Provo? Well, I mean, it's. 45 miles away. Is it located in Salt Lake, the University of Utah? <laughs> Does Allegiant go to yeah. Pullman? Uh, apparently they do. Wow. Really? But anyway, then uh, the the Twitter account for Reddit College Football had a pretty funny tweet mm. where uh, they, they sent this out. They said, the Pac-12 highlighted what they saw as brand synergy with Allegiant as a reason they formed a partnership with the budget airline and then included their reviews. Uh, food and beverage, two star out of five. <laughs> In-flight entertainment, one star out of five. Seat comfort, two stars out of five. Staff service, two stars. And value for money, two stars out so of five. So in other words, it so, fits perfectly with the Pac-12. I think that's the joke they were getting at right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Certainly this year. They didn't want to go with one of the more premier airlines, so. I think they went with who would give them money. <laughs> I think that's the right. angle that they took. They, so the money that the airline is not spending on quality stuff, uh, they are giving to the Pac-12. It's, that's the way it looks, yes. Instead of that extra comfortable seat comfort uh, cushion, <laughs> they're No more flotation money. devices, but man, we're with the Pac-12. Yeah, we are on board with the Pac-12. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's, uh, there's. Sure, uh, you're flying next to a crate of chickens, but hey, would that be irony? Would that be something else? What would the right word be for what that is? It wouldn't be irony, would it? Because that's not what irony is, or is it? <laughs> that's not really irony. No, I, I so, wouldn't so, say. So what would it be? Honestly, I don't know. But here, Fitting? here's the truth <laughs> of it. Here's the truth. Of it. We're we're making the jokes. But the truth is, the Pac-12 needs to suck up every nickel that's not nailed down. <laughs> okay. And that's what they're doing. Uh-huh. The official, uh, if they could come up with the the official belt of the Pac-12, I'm sure they would. You know? Hmm. The official uh, boxer short of the Pac-12. <laughs> Just go down a list of... Uh, whatever. Whatever items. They got to get out there and hustle it up. Uh, how about like the favorite soup of the pack? I'm sure they, if they could get, you know, Navy a couple bean, of bucks out the of the uh, soup. out of the good folks at Campbell's, I'm sure they'd do it. <laughs> whatever, whatever they got to do. I like Navy Bean. Weird. How about uh, how about the official cheese of the Pac-12? Go for it. It always comes what back are, to cheese the, and soup. What are those? Uh, it does always come back to cheese and soup. What are the good folks up there at Gosner? They're not uh, sponsoring the basketball tournament anymore, right? Get on board with the Pac-12. <laughs> oh, man. What, what, what's, how about, like, uh, the official plumber's helper of the Pac-12? Sure, whatever. The official pooper scooper of the Pac-12. They just need the dough. And if Allegiance well, going to give them some money. Well, there's a lot of poop money, to be scooped these days. There's Allegiance going to give them some money, then who are they to say no? 
Well, when you when you lose to Montana and you lose to Northern Arizona, yeah. Jeez, it's looking rough for this league. Oregon is the is the banner carrier. It's it's like you said. Uh, you know, you get one team like the ACC and ride those coattails. Yeah, you could look you could look okay as a as and people a think. Oh yeah, that Pac twelve is getting better. Yeah, they're they're all right. <laughs> they're not been, all right. Been watching the ACC for the last few years, and no, they're not all right. Mm. That'll be interesting to watch this year if that really works. But the losses have been so bad that it seems like that's what we hear more about than the Oregon win over Ohio State. Okay, real quick exercise here. Real quick. And I won't hold you to this because I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Name me the teams that are better than how they've looked. In the Pac-12? Yeah. Or that you believe will salvage to be decent teams. I think I think Utah fits that. Okay. Fair enough. I'm asking off the top of your head. Um, maybe UCLA? All right. Okay. Um, uh, Arizona, possibly USC. Okay. Because Arizona unsalvageable, Colorado unsalvageable. <laughs> well, when you pick Washington, up 63 yards. <laughs> Washington State unsalvageable. <laughs> I don't know if I put Washington in that category. I know they got to win, but. I, I talked to a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a long time over the weekend. Huge Washington Huskies fan. Didn't have a whole lot of good things to say. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. I don't know how salvageable that is. How about the mighty Beavs? Stanford? Don't believe uh, no? Stanford. Maybe. I mean, they hammered USC. That's got to be something. Yeah. But but USC but that's before they switched to uh, USC Utah's had a really crappy Jackson quarterback. Dart. <laughs> I beat you to it. I know you did. I wanted to eclipse that. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. I've got one question. Is Utah where quarterbacks go to die? Jake Bentley threw for 3,100 yards and 27 touchdowns to South Carolina. He comes to Utah and can't complete a 15-yard out. Charlie Brewer throws for 9,000 yards, leads a team to a New Year's Six game in Baylor, and comes to Utah and for some reason can't seem to complete a deep ball or lost any kind of mojo he had when he came here. So I don't know what's happening with Charlie Brewer. I kind of feel like mentally he's collapsing a bit. My assumption is we're going to see Cam Rising coming up against Washington State. I think you're going to see him starting at quarterback because Charlie Brewer's showing quite a few issues. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys. Jake here from my friends at Peach Window and Door. And Cindy and her crew at Peach are just wonderful. It's a locally owned and operated company. They're passionate Utah Jazz fans. They're Zone Sports Network listeners. And they want to show you the business they've built and are so very proud of. They've been Utah's premier window and door retailer, combining beauty and technology on windows and doors since 19. 19- 93. Listen, I love what these guys, how they do business. They're, they, they're all about custom. So if you can dream it, they can do it. The more uh, uh, challenging 
uh, the project, the more they like it. And listen, they are a complete window and door company from sales to installation, meaning they don't do the subcontractor thing. They're not going to hand you off to somebody else who's going to ghost you. And that's another thing. They truly believe in customer service. If you call them, they will answer and they will uh, take care of you in any way that they possibly can. So give them a call. They have free in-home estimates. They offer 0% interest financing when available. Uh, 801-566-1255. Schedule one of those estimates. 801-566-1255. You can drop by. See their beautiful showroom. It's gorgeous. 2940 South, 300 West. See for yourself what they're all about. Or you can get online, peachbuildingproducts.com. That's peachbuildingproducts.com. That's Peach Window and Door. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Here's Britton Covey saying the team's leadership is at a uh, critical crossroads. I think I said this last week, but it's so easy to be a leader when everything's going great. Being a real leader is only when things are not going as well. And I think a lot of people associate winning and losing with leadership, but that's a very oversimplified version of things. I was really proud of how our team came together yesterday for a team meeting. We had a lot of guys speak and a lot of guys talk. And like I said, it doesn't mean that it's going to translate into 10 straight victories, but the team is in a much better headspace right now and i'm proud of a lot of the guys this update brought to you by homie finally the real the way real estate should be full service local agents and they will save you thousands homie a better way to buy or sell College football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone This one goes out to Megan it's time for a market update brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. Gordon, how'd the markets do today? Well, Jake, um, yesterday was kind of a bad, bad, bad day. And today the Dow was off uh, just over 50 points. Ow! Son of a nutcracker! <laughs> the S&P was uh, off uh, three and a half points. You start to piss me off. And the NASDAQ, though, was up 32 and a half points. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Little Arnold there. All right. Bad, bad, good. Yep. Thought I'd end with the high note. Good job. Bowler's going to join the show coming up next. Oh, good. I will talk to, uh, to Bowler about the Jazz. We'll get his thoughts on them moving their training camp down to Las Vegas and also get Bowler's thoughts on college football.
Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, it's coming up right around the corner. We're live at the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. Ryan, jump it on with us once again. And, uh, Ryan, uh, what, what should we get at? Let's, uh, Dish does all sorts of things that uh, everybody else doesn't do. Uh, let, let's talk about how they uh, kind of uh, incorporate all the different streaming, which I find incredibly convenient. It's like its own channel. Yeah, that's something that uh, they started a while ago. And, you know, it makes it easy because that's really what you want, right? And Well, if you pick up the voice remote, say what you want. And if it's on Netflix or if it's on YouTube, um, it'll uh, it'll just direct you as that as an option. If it's available on Dish, it'll uh, show you as an option there, which really is is super convenient. And uh, that's part of some of the new things that are coming. They... uh, that's kind of the direction they're going is they want to make the whole entire process of finding the content as simple and as easy as possible. And so it's not, uh, you're not switching to different providers or switching around. It's all just contained in one place. I like it that they incorporate the on-demand channels, I guess, for lack of a better word, in the guide. Mm-hmm. So if you flip to your favorite channel, right, and it's not necessarily what you want to watch at the moment, right above it, it has its on-demand channel where you could just pop right yeah, into it's that, right and there. it's so easy. Yeah, that's that's really cool how they've, I've, they've all made it so it's easy. And I like the word the games, or all the games, but the sports channels are all together. Yep. Um, so they're easy to to navigate that way. And but the Game Finder app, that's the cool. Brilliant. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally brilliant. You just uh, open that thing up. You can uh, find all the games, set recordings. If the games are going, it'll tell you the scores and uh, get information off of that. And it makes it easy to uh, to you know find the content and put up the sports bar mode. Now, your normal promotions are awesome. We hear you talk about them all the time. You can get all sorts of great stuff for free. Uh, but you can get an extra $100 just extra. for signing up during the show today. Yep. We always like to do something good when you guys are here. And so uh, we're going to give $100 cash back for everybody who signs up today. And uh, uh, remember, you know, Dish has the Pac-12 network. We'll get you installed as early as the next day. You get the voice remote. Um, Netflix, YouTube, all that Amazon Video Primer built in. We'll throw in the uh, the two year price guarantee and uh, also the Google Nest Wi Fi router. And and speaking of you know Wi Fi, we have some amazing internet options out there. So uh, we had a guy the other day. Just I just love hearing when we're saving people like oh it's one hundred sixty dollars. Awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty amazing. It's a lot of dough. It's a lot of money. And yeah. that's you know if you start looking at that and say oh one hundred sixty dollars for the next year or two years. You're talking about lots of lots of thousands there. It adds up quick. Yeah, it certainly does. All right, take advantage. 801-424-DISH and, and do it now. Get off the fence you've been thinking about it for a while. Put that extra $100 in your pocket. 801-424-DISH. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Bowler joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. BYU welcomes South Florida to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game. And then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6. With the postgame show starting immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.